It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. Uh, grateful to you for, for listening to today's program. We have covered a lot of ground. We still have a, a ways to go, uh, but we've learned so much. I was so grateful for uh, Nele Kafusi earlier on in the program, student body president at East High School, a senior. Uh, I was grateful to get her perspective. She, uh, as we learned yesterday, along with all the rest of the seniors in high school across the state of Utah, uh, will be missing out on some things uh, that they may not ever be able to experience. That's the prom. That's graduation that is gathering around the lunch table with their friends as they look forward to uh, what will be their college career and and all those things that go along with your last year of high school. That's all different now for high school students here in the state of Utah. My heart goes out to them, uh, but I am also encouraged by their spirit, and I'm also encouraged by the spirit of their teachers and the organizations backing them up and, of course, their uh, parents on the front lines of this deal. So uh, good luck to you, uh, senior students. Uh, and if you, if you have any ideas on how they may be able to handle these, uh, the, the two big questions, prom, and graduation. We're creative here in Utah, and we're pretty good with technology. Would you do me a favor and send me any suggestions you might have? Uh, if you were a senior, how would you like to see this go down here as we continue to exercise social distancing? How would you uh, handle prom and graduation? Send me a text, 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, share with me one of your ideas. I'd love to hear it. In the meantime, uh, I'm going to turn my attention now uh, to the man on the phone, Senator Mitt Romney. I'm grateful to the senator for making some time for us. Uh, sir, you yourself have, uh, due to some potential exposure to this coronavirus, endured a, a period of quarantine. You have since emerged from that. L let me just ask you, uh, how are you doing and how's the family doing? Well, fortunately, uh, my family is doing well and I'm doing well. Uh, we spent a lot of time at our home and holiday. Uh, didn't go out anywhere, but I'm fortunate that I have two sons that also live in Holiday, and they did the shopping for me. They brought the groceries by, I left them at the front door, uh, <laughs> so I was able to bring them in and make some meals. And, uh, uh, you know, this is an interesting time for all of us, but for most of us that are just sheltering at home, it's, a, it's an inconvenience. But for people that are in the agriculture world or in small business or any kind of business, this is a lot worse than inconvenience. This is a real crisis. Hold on a second. We're going to get to the USDA in just a moment, but you mentioned cooking. What uh, what was on the stove at the Romney household? Well, you know, I like hot dogs, so I had uh, I had hot dogs. <laughs> I also had hamburgers, and I had the turkey burgers. I even had veggie burgers. My son said, you've got to try this Beyond Beef veggie burger, and I said, I will not try that, but he, he made insisted that i try it and it was it was pretty good but of course you know nothing like getting a chicken from uh, from costco um uh, or from uh, you know a, a local store of any kind Harmon's, for instance just in my neighborhood provides some pretty good chicken outstanding uh, my wife is a fan of the impossible burger the competitor of that uh, beyond meat deal uh let me ask you this now let's talk about the usda you and some colleagues got together not too long ago uh sent a letter over to the department of agriculture first uh tell me about the the situation that led to the drafting of this letter well what what we're hearing uh, is a little counterintuitive i i think most people 
like myself, thought, well, the only folks that are doing well right now in our economy are people in healthcare and people in agriculture. And the truth is, people in healthcare are having a terrible time because the elective procedures that normally uh, provide funding are not being done. So hospitals are having a real hard time. And in agriculture, what I hadn't realized is that, for instance, in the milk, uh, the dairy business, uh, about 50% of dairy products go into institutional accounts, meaning, you know, to schools and to, to airlines and so forth. And those accounts have been closed down. And so dairy is dumping milk and losing money. Our, our uh, sheep herders, for instance, I mean, the, no, no one's buying wool right now. So they're losing out on what would normally be the time they're going to get a lot of money for selling their wool. Uh, lambing, uh, it, they're having a hard time getting the lambs into market. So these are, these are challenging times in the agriculture industry. So uh, that, that's what led us to, uh, to insist that Secretary Purdue make some special provision to help out our ranchers and farmers. Let's take one step backwards. You, and we, let me just, uh, so listeners know, in the next segment, we're going to be speaking to Ron Gibson, president of the Farm Bureau, uh, Utah Farm Bureau, also a dairy farmer himself who can explain a lot of this uh, firsthand. You mentioned, Senator, that there are dairymen who are dumping milk. Now, is that is that as real as it sounds? Are they, are they literally dumping milk? Well, you know, you watch the evening news and they're showing videos of, of people just dumping milk because they don't want to let it just sour. And if there are no markets for it, if people don't want to buy it, if the trucks aren't willing to pick it up and take it, why, you know, you, you, can't, you can't tell the cow to hold on to it. So you, you literally, I mean, you milk the cow and then you pour it down the drain. And with, with half of, of milk going into these kinds of institutional accounts, restaurants, cruise ships, schools, hotels, and so forth, and with those, those businesses closed, there are a lot of dairymen that just don't have a market for their products. And uh, they don't have a connection, for instance, into the grocery stores, and so they don't have a way to get their product to market. And and it's it's a tragedy. But this is happening all over the country. We're we're seeing yeah. a lot of people in agriculture really suffering, despite the fact that Americans are still eating. The the margins are just too narrow to absorb the blow they're facing right now. Tell me uh, specifically what you ask uh, Secretary Purdue in your letter. Well, in the in the act that was passed by Congress and signed by the president, the CARES Act, that put $2.2 trillion uh, back into the economy and basically designed to help families and individuals as well as uh, make sure that the payrolls don't get unnecessarily cut. In that legislation, there was a special provision for agriculture, and it was the intent of Congress to make sure that the Secretary of Agriculture, Secretary Purdue, would use those funds to help stabilize prices, uh, to stabilize the market so that uh, ranchers and farmers could get their products to market. Uh, and, uh, and so we were calling on the secretary to take action to use those funds as intended to help our ranchers and farmers. And I'd note there's one other challenge we have, which is uh, some of our markets in Asia aren't buying what they used to buy either. And, uh, and so markets that used to be available to our ranchers and farmers have been cut off. And so, yes, pricing is low and the volume is off. And, you know, if, if you can't make it up on price, you can't make it up on volume, you're in real trouble. So we'd like Secretary Purdue to, uh, to use this uh, CARES Act funding to help the agriculture industry in a much more robust way. Very good. Uh, one final question, Senator Romney. I've been paying attention to your verbiage throughout this conversation. You have yet to use the word stimulus. The other day, in a tweet, you said that it's inappropriate to refer to the checks being delivered into the checking accounts of Americans today as stimulus checks. Uh, share with me your, your attitude on that word. 
Well, you know, uh, we got used to that term back uh, back after the Great uh, Recession, back in 2007, 2008. The economy stopped and and uh, uh, or not not stopped like it is today, but it slowed down a lot. And there were there were efforts to have a stimulus to put more money back in the economy uh, to get the economy going again. Right now, the act that we just passed, the CARES Act, it was not about stimulating the economy because, frankly, government has shut the economy down. Uh, governors, as well as the federal government, have closed businesses, told people they can't go shopping. So giving people more money is not designed to to try and get the economy going. Getting money into people's hands is to allow them just to keep body and soul together. It's a relief package. It's designed to let people be able to buy some groceries and, and keep food on the table. It's designed to help small businesses maintain their employment so we don't put more people into unemployment. And it's designed to raise the unemployment uh, assistance uh, from about $350 a week to about $950 a week. So all, all these things are designed to help people, help rescue people. Uh, we'll, we'll get to a stimulus later, I'm sure. But, uh, but with the economy shut down, we're not doing any stimulating right now. We're just trying to do some rescue. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Senator Mitt Romney, uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for your service. Uh, best of luck to you and your family as you continue to cook those hot dogs and hamburgers and turkey burgers. Uh, and I know my wife would invite you to try the Impossible Burger. We won't tell the cattleman. Uh, Senator Mitt Romney, uh, grateful to you for your time. Thanks, Lee. All righty. Uh, I'm late for news again. I apologize to the, to the newsroom. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we'll be speaking to Ron Gibson, president of the Utah Farm Bureau, to talk more about the impact being felt by farmers here in the state of Utah and around the country. That's next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Two segments to go on episode 86 of this program here on KSL News Radio. I'm grateful to you for hanging out with me for these past few hours. Also grateful to uh, this fine station for letting me ramble on uh, for a few hours. Uh, today, uh, continue. Uh, to broadcast to you from my guest bedroom as I exercise wise and prudent social distancing. And uh, I'm starting to get a better spirit about it. I, I know that my situation is is great compared to so many, and so I you'll, you'll never hear me complaining. Uh, but, man, oh, man, it feels like I'm in a rat cage. You, you feeling that too a little bit? Uh, how you dealing with it? I, I'd love to know. In, in fact, uh, would you do me a favor? What we're trying to do is we're trying to collect – uh, kind of an archive of your experiences. And uh, producer Amy has uh, got this great project underhand where she's collecting those. Uh, she'll be reaching out to a few of you to, to have a more in-depth conversation. But I, I need your help. I'd like to know how this coronavirus is impacting uh, your life. 
uh, your household, how you're dealing with things. Uh, and if you have any advice for folks uh, who find themselves in a, a similar situation, and we'd like to hear from everyone. You know, it's, uh, uh, it's hard to you know, sit down at the end of each program and, and brainstorm. We cannot imagine the wide and varied uh, spectrum of experiences that you uh, are enduring. Uh, you know, we, we spoke to a high school senior. That's pretty interesting today. We spoke uh, to some other folks, and we got some comments here on the comment line. But what I want is I want to hear from you directly. So let me give you this phone number. Take a moment, uh, unless you're driving, of course. Uh, grab a pen. I'll give you a moment. Uh, or, or type it, or however. Uh, here comes the phone number. You ready? It's 801 575 Seven six six eight. One more time. It's eight zero one five seven five seven six six eight. I want you to call that number. Uh, you're gonna get to. You'll be directed to uh, like a little voicemail box. I want you to leave, please, uh, your name and your number. That's just so Amy can contact you later. Uh, call that number. Leave your name and your number, and then share uh, your thoughts with me. How has this impacted your life? How are you dealing with it? And what advice do you have for other folks in a situation similar to yours? Okay? Uh, I, I want to hear from you. I'm grateful to you for listening, and I'm asking <laughs> a little more out of you. So please help me out. Uh, okay. You heard in the last segment we spoke with Utah Senator Mitt Romney. Pretty cool. We also heard about what was going on in his kitchen, some of the things they're cooking there. Uh, he, being so famous for enjoying hot dogs, says that that's a, a big item on the menu, hamburgers and the like. And we also with Senator Romney after we talked food, talked about the impact this coronavirus and uh, this social distancing and the uh, effective halting of the U.S. economy, the impact that that is having on the agricultural sector of our economy and specifically how it is impacting uh, Utahns. Uh, those farmers here in, in Utah are feeling uh, the hit pretty hard, including uh, dairy farmers. And on the line now is a good friend of mine, Ron Gibson, uh, president of the Utah Farm Bureau, also happens to be a dairy farmer himself. Uh, Mr. Gibson, sir, how are you doing? Hanging in there. How are you, Lee? Not too bad. Not too bad. I can't complain. Uh, I've still got a job. I've got a beautiful wife and baby here uh, I'm in this quarantine, enduring with. Uh, so that's good. I can't complain. L let me ask you this. Uh, what is right now the, the experience uh, of those folks in the agricultural sector? You and I have spoken uh, in the past, but how has that uh, situation escalated since you and I last discussed this issue? So we're into this process, what, five weeks now? Um since it really kind of affected, you know, kind of our shutdown and that kind of a thing. And um, it's tough. I mean, we're having things happen now that I've never seen happen. I didn't even dream would happen. Um, you have to remember that the majority of the food, or at least between 40 and 50% of the food that we grow 50% of beef goes to food service. Food service is restaurants, hotels, mm -hmm. schools, um, all that kind of stuff. 42% of the dairy industry yeah. goes there. Um, I don't know the percent of pork production, but it's got to be about the same thing. And, and between 50 and 60% of our sheep production goes there. And so with that significantly reduced... Our, our farmers are just having a terrible time finding markets for our product. Um, it has fallen apart really, really fast in front of our face. 
Uh, on the line when we spoke to Senator Romney, one of the topics of our discussion was a letter that he and other members of the United States Senate had drafted and signed and sent over to Secretary Purdue of the Department of Agriculture asking specifically that aspects of this CARES Act uh, be targeted to lend aid to the dairy industry. So that effort is underway. Let me ask you this, in understanding the way business is done uh, that you know there is a, a healthy percentage of the uh, revenue gained by those in the agricultural sector that comes from schools and institutions and such like that. But uh, how about this? We are right now finding ourselves, many of us, in the situation uh, where we have about twelve hundred dollars uh, extra in our accounts right now. Uh, there are many folks who are still employed, still have their regular paycheck coming in. How could the folks who uh, now have uh, $1,200 of disposable income, how could they, if they were so minded, how could they uh, lend essentially aid to the agricultural industry? Well, I, I actually think this would be a good time for people that are in the position to to buy a freezer, put some meat in the freezer for, for later on. Um, just do whatever you can to try to support your ag industry, you know, um, these are tough, tough times. And and the second part of that is if you can afford it, eat out a little bit. You know, even if you have to go get takeout, get takeout for your family. Our partners in the restaurant business are, are struggling. I, I just imagine how how tough it would be to own a restaurant right now. But all together, those of us that are in this food service industry – find ourselves in this deep quandary and, and it's really hard to comprehend because, you know, from our perspective, there's so much supply and it's hard for me to understand why we're having this big problem where people still need to eat. But the problem is, is that they eat different things at home than they ate when they went to dinner. You know, when, when I go to dinner, I, my favorite, my favorite cut of meat to eat is a ribeye steak. And I get it every time I go to a restaurant and, um, I haven't had a ribeye for a month and a half because I'm not going to a mm -hmm. restaurant and I don't get that at the drive through of Culver's. And so those, those better cuts of meat are just putting a total drag on the entire cattle industry. And same kind of things going on in the dairy industry. You know, yes, we're probably drinking a little more milk because we're at home, but the dairy ingredients that go into the food that's cooked at the restaurants, we're not using as much of the dairy products as we used to use, and, and therefore we're finding ourselves in those kind of situations. Right, we got to leave it at that, Ron. Uh, our time has expired, but I'm grateful to you, and I wish you the best of luck. Uh, the advice to those who find themselves with uh, about $1,200 of extra disposable income, if you're able to meet your other needs and pay your other bills, uh, the advice from Ron, uh, maybe get yourself a freezer, fill it up with some meat. You will be, extra in that sense, uh, helping the <laughs> lots of cheese, lots of meat. Uh, Ron Gibson, uh, president of the Farm Bureau here in Utah, uh, a dairy farmer himself. Grateful to you for your friendship and for your insight and information on this issue. Uh, Ron, you take care of yourself, all right? Thanks, Lee. See ya. All righty. Uh, Going to take a quick break here. One final segment remains. We'll be speaking to Rick Larson, who is the president of the Sutherland Institute. He has a write-up where he shares some of his thoughts on the expansion of government in the time of crisis. And one of the unfortunate realities we have seen in history is that when that crisis subsides, the expanded government remains.
We'll get his thoughts next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.